0: What's going on guys, welcome to another episode of That's My Team, the football podcast where I, Nathan Caton, talk to interesting football fans about their team, why they support them, the highs and lows of being a football fan. If you're listening, thank you for joining in, and remember to keep supporting the podcast man. So, today's guest is none other than Sky Sports journalist Dan Bardell, Aston Villa
1: fan. Yes, Aston Villa, as uh, his accent makes clear pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with when he said he supported Villa, I was like, why? And then he spoke, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's why. And like, who who would choose to support Villa in today's
1: day and age? No, I know. Um, unless... Bless. Apart from Tom Hanks, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Prince William. Oh, of course, Prince William. Yes. There's something about him, though. I don't believe he likes football at all. <laughs> just trying to be one of the lads. I think he just likes the colours.
0: <laughs> they run around, they kick a ball. It's, it's marvellous. The effort it's, they try. it up.
1: Um, I reckon, I reckon his bed sheets are claret and blue, and that's why he chose them. It's a toss-up <laughs> between West and... Ham yeah. or Burnley or Scunthorpe. Or Burnley,
0: yeah. Oh, he's never going to Burnley, is he? Come on! I know exactly. Imagine, what exactly is a Burnley? Um, <laughs> yes, so yeah, Prince William is, is an Aston Villa fan, showing us that apart from
1: taking our tax money, he knows how to take the piss in other ways. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you, were, so, you were thinking of another jo- a joke about taking there, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, no uh, further. We'll get beheaded y- if we. Yeah, keep exactly, mate.
0: You know what I mean? Listen, <laughs> I like my status as a Britisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, let's uh, let's do uh, the uh, listeners' trivia question, shall we? Yes. Um, so, guys, who are listening? Your question is this: Which current Premier League manager? was a teammate of David Beckham in the 1994-95 season, okay? Which Premier League manager was a teammate of all Golden Bulls in the 94-95 season? If you know the answer, drop me a line. Twitter is at Nathan Caton. Instagram is at Nathan.caton. As ever, don't cheat. Use your football knowledge, okay? Think think about it, okay? I mean, I... when okay. When I heard a question, Joe, you sent me the question, right? And yeah, straight yeah. away, I, I, I thought about it. I was like, okay, boom. Okay, so just use your brain. Be like Nathan. Use your brain. Yeah, or, or, but I would say use my brain. I'm just like a football geek who just remembers really random stuff. Like, I saw him in a conversation the other day, and I remembered that Harry Kuehl scored a goal against Arsenal to win Man United the League in 2003.
1: 2000- Sorry, Joe, I know you're that's I, No, that's... that's, that's- way back that's way back there I'm never remembering that yeah I was gonna say
0: I'm surprised you remember that <laughs> no no
1: no that's locked away in a cupboard that I don't dare disturb <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you know the answer
0: yeah just, just drop, drop, drop me a line um, and then enjoy this, this episode with uh, Dan Bardell who is
1: at Dan Bardell on Twitter and you can catch him on uh, The Athletic on Sky Sports yep cool on, on places yeah this this
0: gospel journalist, and a very good one. Um,
1: very good one, as you'll hear. Exactly, we
0: won't give it away. Just listen, enjoy, play along if you want. Cool. Dan Bardell, uh, welcome to the to the podcast, my man. How are you? I'm very
2: good. Thank you for having
0: me on. Looking forward to it yeah oh, thank you thank you I should point out um for the listeners uh, you can't see but I can see uh Dan has got his uh, his football replica shirt in the background um i won't so I'll leave it to you dan to uh to tell us who you are and what team you support'
2: as a massive football fan been' been a football fan since I was about six seven and a villa fan had a season ticket since I was six or seven as well, and then as I've got into working life've i 've got into the media and become a broadcaster working for the sky working for working for the athletic, mainly doing podcast stuff as well so hence my my setup in my in my home office because i 've been doing a lot of podcasts and, and during lockdown in particular it was handy to have this kind of setup
0: yeah you know i ain't gonna lie, I feel kind of unprofessional now because like we've got Joe the producer <laughs> who's got his headphones and his background yeah, is blurred. He's really professional. I, I don't know if that's because he's trying to hide something, but anyway, that's by the by. But and then we've got yourself with the football stuff in the background, right? You know, keep it very professional. Meanwhile, I am sat in what looks like my son's room, even though I don't have kids. I've got Ninja Turtles in the background.
2: I was a big fan of the turtles as a kid. To be honest, really, re- really big fan of the Ninja Turtles when I was younger.
0: See, see, that's the thing. You said I was. A lot of people say to me. I was a big fan, as in, (laughs) I've grown up now. Why don't you try it, Nathan? Um, But no, I'm I'm clinging on, mate. Um, (laughs) So you're Aston Villa fan. Now, I was going to ask why, but uh, I'm detecting the accent. You're from the area.
2: Yeah, and pretty much as soon as I showed any form of interest in football, my dad took me to the Villa because that's what he's done all, all his life. So he's been going for about 60, 65 years now. My dad. So as soon as I showed any remote interest in football, he he had me there. And I was actually a kid called Nathan Teal was in my class at school. And he was, so that was short that was Sean Teal's who played for Villa at the time. That was his son. Okay. So I became interested by because I started seeing this footballer around school picking his picking his kid up and stuff. And he was playing for Villa. So it all kind of just fell together at, at the same time for me. And the, the next thing I knew, I was at Villa Park and Pretty much every every weekend or every other weekend since that's where I've been with my dad. I, I still go with him now, so I've just always done it virtually that's my whole sweet.
0: life. So basically, you, you had no choice. You, you you had to be Villa. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't have. He wouldn't if I'd have come home and said I was going to support anyone else. He he wouldn't have been happy at all. In those days, Villa were half decent as well. So most <laughs> people in my school and in my year supported Villa. Nowadays, I imagine it's very different at school, and you become under pressure to support the team that's. That's doing best, but you know Villa's still obviously a huge club, a big club. But I, the last twenty or thirty years have been pretty dry as a Villa fan trophy wise.
0: What, what was the uh, what was the team when you started supporting them? And who was who was in the, in, the, in the side?
2: So I had like Dean Saunders and Daly and Atkinson up front. Tony Daly on the wing, who is, he's the nicest man I've, I've ever met. He's the nicest <laughs> man in football. Tony Daly, Mark Mark Bosnich in goal was was a big one. Like every kid. Wanted to be Mark Bosnich because he was such a good goalkeeper. Everyone in my school wanted to go in goal because they all wanted to be like Mark Bosnich. And then Sean Taylor and, and Paul McGrath at the back, Andy Townsend in midfield. So that was probably my my first Villa team. And they they won what was the Coca Cola Cup in my first few years of supporting them. So the League Cup. So back then, because they won it in '94 and '96, I just thought this is normal. <laughs> this is just what, this is just what happens every few years. And then. Villa have won absolutely nothing since <laughs> since 1996 so it's not turned out as I thought it,
0: it would when I was younger. <laughs> Who's your favorite player growing up? Was it uh, uh Sean Tier because of uh, the school connections?
2: He, he to be honest he left but pretty quickly after I after, after I started liking football so he was probably only at Villa for a year after I, after I started liking football but first one was Bosnich because, just as I said, they had that loud goalkeeping top Villa, you know, the ASICs goalkeeper top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few teams wore it. I think Newcastle and Leeds had it as well. So Bosnich was probably the first. And then Ian Taylor joined Villa. Uh, uh, he was a boyhood Villa fan. I think he was in the in Wembley Stadium in 94 watching Villa. He was playing for Port Vale at the time. And then in 1996, he was playing and scoring at Wembley for Villa. So I think just because of the fact the way he played the game and the fact he was, was a Villa fan, he was my absolute... Idol growing up, and you know, I've been lucky enough to spend quite a lot of time with him since it had, like since my media stuff's taken yeah. off and it 't become a little bit more well known and stuff. I've become good friends with Ian Taylor. So, if I was a kid and I was would have been told that, I would have been <laughs> absolutely buzzing. <laughs>
0: Have you met uh, Mark Bosnich as well or any other Villa
2: players? Spoke to him. I've got his number in my phone. I've done a few podcasts with him and stuff, but he lives oh, in Australia. Claire, so I've, I've, name say, drop. Yeah, I've, done, I've done a couple <laughs> of name drops early doors, haven't I? But, um, yeah, his, his number's in my phone. I've, I've spoken to him occasionally and I've done a few podcasts with him, but
0: never seen him because he, he, he's just always in Australia. Um, okay, cool. Uh, what, was it, what was the first game that your dad took you
2: to? So I think it was 1993. Okay. So Villa, I think Villa finished second that year in the in the Premier League. So Villa have always been quite a nearly team. So this was a this was a good start for me. Villa nearly winning the Premier League in, in its first season. And that they ended up coming second in the end. I think they won 2-0 against Ipswich. Dean Saunders scored from like 35-40 yards in, in that game. And Dalian Atkinson scored as well. But that was in the days. I don't know how old you are, but when I first went to the Villa, you had to stand stand on a milk crate if you were a kid. <laughs> So I would have been standing. I stood on a milk crate in the whole end and saw and saw that win. So Villa won two nil again. It went all to really quickly, so the milk crate didn't didn't last very long. But I'm that old now that there was milk crates when when I started going to the football.
0: I mean, anyone who's like under twenty one, if you listen to this podcast, they mightn't know
2: milk crate is.
0: Yeah, milk crate. Aston Villa and Ipswich in the Premier League. Oh, really? No. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Ipswich. Ipswich were a decent side. I think they the- did okay that year, actually. Yeah, but do you remember yeah. what was it when they? Did they finished fifth or sixth. It's probably that season,
2: I would say. It was probably that season. I think Norwich were third as well that year as well. So you know, different Mate, times. Different times.
0: Gosh, yeah. Before before all this oil money came in, uh, I
1: mean, football was football. We sound like such old men. Exactly. Well. Um, <laughs> Bla- Blackburn used to be the money team. <laughs> yeah, they
2: were. They were weren't they? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that as well because I bought yeah. Chris Sutton for five million. Which was massive in, <laughs> in those days, five five million pound. That smashed whatever the transfer record was at the time. So yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, Blackburn the money man. Gosh, and then they turned to fried chicken and all went downhill. Exactly. What, what would you say has been your favourite game as a Villa fan?
2: I ask that question quite a lot, and I've never got, I've got an answer for it. You know, there's been a, there's been a few. They beat Birmingham five one at Villa Park in two thousand and eight. I think I I, re, I remember enjoying that game because. Villa were really good under Martin O'Neill at that time and Birmingham were pretty bad and they ended up getting relegated that season. So when you were turning up to Villa Park, you had this sense of anticipation that Villa were just, going to just steamroll them. And, and they did, you know, I think they were 2-0 up at half time. They're just absolutely flying at that point with Carew, Ashley Young, Gabby Bon Lahore, Gareth Barry. They had a really good team then. So that was that was up there. That, that was one, one I enjoyed. There was a Wembley game. It was—I don't like saying this, but I just—it always stands out to me. It was a semi-final against Liverpool. I think it was Jack Grealish's third or fourth game in the in the first team. It was like his third start, and he was playing at Wembley again. A Villa fan playing at Wembley, and no one really expected Villa to beat Brendan Rogers' Liverpool on that day. Tim Sherwood was the manager. And we won two one, and we, we were absolutely brilliant. I mean, we went on to get pumped by Arsenal in the final four 0 <laughs> but that semi semi final, it was just a, just a really special day. And it was a terrible season. I think Villa had gone like eight games without scoring before Tim Sherwood came in or something ridiculous. So f- for us to find ourselves at Wembley that season was really, really bizarre. But that game, we had Ben Teke up front when he was absolutely flying for Villa as well. He was one of the best goal scorers I've, I've ever seen for Villa. Just There was nothing more satisfying than him powering a header. He, he was unstoppable for Villa. At times and they were just really good that day and, and beat a good Liverpool side two one. It was when the FA Cup final was going to be on Gerard's birthday. Oh okay. so everyone, everyone just wanted Liverpool to get to the final, so his last game might be at Wembley and, and Villa just disrupted and won two one. So that that they're the two that stand out to me.
0: Um can you tell us a bit about the rivalry with Birmingham? Because like obviously I, I don't know it and maybe outsiders we get that it's intense, but I just don't get how intense the rivalry is. Because it's it's one of the only same city derbies in in the country. So like, yeah. w- what is it like? How, how, do you do you hate Birmingham with like a? a...
2: It is just p- pure hatred. Like it's one of those derbies that can never be, it can never be played at any other time but a Sunday at midday because we had games on Monday nights and and things like that, and it just was absolute carnage. There's been some. <laughs> I really wasn't bothered by Birmingham until they got promoted to the the Premier League, which would have been around 2001 or 2002. I think so. Villa had never played Birmingham in the league in in my lifetime. And suddenly when I was 17, Villa were playing Birmingham. Villa weren't very good at the time. And his first game at St Andrews, it was the one where and let the throwing go underneath his foot.
0: When the fans ran onto the pitch? Yeah, and we lost. That
2: was a Monday night football and we lost 3-0. And I don't think I realised until then the pure hate that, you know, a lot of the Midlands teams hate Villa in, in fairness because Villa have always been quite successful. But the hatred between the two was just ridiculous. And I remember not going to school the next day because I was, it was always like, it was always well known that I was, I was a Villa fan. And i have never really, never really had many conversations with Birmingham fans in my life. But suddenly they, a few started popping out of the woodwork at school, at school and, and stuff. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't face going in the fact, the fact they'd lost 3 0. And I remember saying to my dad, "I'm I'm not going to school tomorrow. I'm faking illness, and he did. He didn't. Didn't even argue it. In fairness. I didn't. I didn't have to go in, so I didn't. I didn't go into school. But it's just there is that pure hatred there. You saw the game when Jack Grealish ended up getting punched, oh, yeah, but yeah. by a fan. There's been. There's just been all sorts of sorts of stuff like they hate us, we hate them, and probably other than Ranger Celtic, I would say it's 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 definitely in the top three of most intense British rivalries. I don't think people realise. How, yeah. how bad it is It is really Really intense I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go there I wouldn't want to go To an, an away game At, at St Andrews I I've never been to, to that ground I don't ever really Want to set Set foot in there And I, I don't really enjoy The derby games Because I always feel like There's more for Villa to lose Than there is for them to win Because if they win They're usually expected to But if they lose It's, it's a nightmare And now <laughs> social media Is about as well It's just far far
0: <laughs> uh, Okay Let me ask you this thing, Right You said that Aston Villa Are the Navy men Right yeah okay so would you rather okay would you rather finish second in the Premier League just missed out just missed out on the Premier League but Birmingham get relegated from the Premier League to the Championship or would you rather win the Premier League but at the same time Birmingham get promoted to the Premier League I'd I'd win the Premier League
2: okay because we can still we can still beat them if that happens, can't we? Like that that's the, that's the way it can happen. I'm presuming if they if they get promoted and we we win we win the league, you know, there's a good chance we'll beat them because we'll we'll be better than them in in this scenario. So I'd I'd pro- probably take that.
1: How about Birmingham uh, Aston Villa win the league? Birmingham win the Champions League. Mm. I'm not <laughs> not sure I could
2: not sure I could accept that, but I am I am de- I am desperate to win a trophy because, like I say, I just thought that was the norm when I, when I when I was a kid, and it just hasn't been to to have not seen us win anything since I was ten. It's absolutely heartbreaking, especially when I think of some of the teams that that have won things since then. I mean, fair play to Birmingham, you know. Birmingham. Like, I, They've won. That, again, that was a horrible day. That wasn't even a Villa game. I remember just being <laughs> devastated. Arsenal chucked it away in the, in the last second and gave them a goal and they they won a cup. I mean, they ended up getting relegated, but they've still got that, that cup win. And, you know, Wigan have won an FA Cup. I think Middlesbrough have won a League Cup. It's, just, it's been so long for, for Villa. To, I know it's all relative, whichever team you support, but it just feels like... That is too long. But I do think under the new manager, they're, they're on the right track. And hopefully in the next few years, there may be a cup winning coming.
1: I love it. Can, can I just ask quickly, does uh, the emergence of Jude Bellingham make you feel physically sick? No, you know what? I've got an England shirt with Bellingham on the back. Oh, wow. You're a traitor.
2: No, I, I, did, I actually went to an England event at Villa Park and I wore this Bellingham shirt. And I did come under an, a little bit of a little bit of fire. <laughs> but he, I, I think, you know, he's not out of Birmingham anymore. Yes, he... He came through there. Plenty of footballers would have come come through Birmingham, but I quite I want, I want him to do well because he's a, Mid- a Midlands boy, and he's just such an exceptional player in the way he is, the way he talks, that the way he conducts himself on the pitch. He's such, such seems like such a good person. Seems so grounded, and to, for him to only be nineteen and be as good as he is and mature as he is, I think. Football fans everywhere. If you if you're a Villa fan, you you can't help but like him and, and want him to do well. So I want him to do well because because I, I want England to do well. It doesn't matter to me that he's that he's come through Birmingham. If he was playing for Birmingham now and doing this well in the England team, I'd still be really pleased for him because I want England to do well as well.
0: Okay, I suppose he didn't go for like a Jack Grealish England
2: shirt. I've got a couple. I've got a couple of them. I've I'd already had a couple of them. I just I just really like Bellingham. I just think he's su- such a good footballer. I'm, I'm not so like. One-eyed and biased that I can't appreciate that someone is is such a talent, such a such a rare talent. I think I've got Bellingham on one and Saka on, on on the other one. You know, just two great young ambassadors for the game, great young footballers as well. They've they've got both sides of it, haven't they? They're they're so so talented. Yeah. Also, they come across as really really good people as as well, and I, I like that. And I, I you know I'm I'm a big fan of Southgate and what he's harnessed at the international level for England. I could probably do a podcast all day. That oh, no, we haven't got time for
0: it <laughs> we'll, we'll be, when we do the, the Euros, podcast. yeah. Come back, <laughs> yeah. Good. All right, let's crack on. Let's move on to uh, the, the first the first quiz, all right. Um, speaking of managers, uh, we're gonna go back. Well, so this first game is called Trip Down Memory Lane, yeah. Pick a game from yesteryear, uh, in your case, it'll be a Villa game. And what we need to do is give me the starting 11 for Aston Villa for that particular yeah, game. Yeah, I,
2: Nat- I heard Natalie Sawyer do it earlier. She was, hers was like. Two years ago, and she was she was panicking. But it, it,
0: was, it was like two years ago. <laughs> no, two years, it's, it's a long time in football, though. You forget yeah, this. players true, actually, come yeah. and go. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go... uh We are going to go to Stephen Gerrard's first game as Aston Villa manager. It was a 2-0 win over Brighton. All right. All right. That wasn't that long ago. But no, again, it feels, it feels 20, like it was. 21. Okay. Um so, can you give me the starting 11 uh, for Aston Villa? Okay, you got a minute on the clock. Uh, Idiot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Now you feel the pressure. <laughs> yeah, I do. I can, <laughs> so understand you know. what she was,
2: can understand why she was so upset.
0: <laughs> Dan, you ready? Yeah. All right, your time starts
2: now. Uh, Martinez, Cash. Yes. Concer. Yes. yes. Mings.
0: Yes. Target. Yes. Uh, Louise. No.
2: No, uh, Nakamba. Yes, McGinn. Yeah, Ramsey.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, front three. Uh,
2: Watkins was definitely playing. Cause he scored. Yeah. And then, uh, was Bailey playing? Nope. Bailey wasn't playing that day. Wendell? Yes. One more. Uh, one more. Uh, I've got a bit of time here. To be fair, so I'm try- yeah. not not <laughs> if, I, if I get points deducted if I get it wrong. No Or oh, no, no, just no. have to get oh, El, El Gaza Was he No Uh, It wasn't Ashley Young He
0: came on Oh god okay, 10 seconds
2: Who would it have been It wasn't Danny Ings Or oh, was it Danny Ings I don't think Yes was it, it, was Ings? Ings. Oh, it was Danny Ings was Danny Ings
0: There we go
2: then. We got, I don't want to say anything Got there <laughs> Got there in the end Come on Panicking
1: <laughs> Two in a row Getting 11 oh, did 11. she get? Did
2: she get the 11 yeah. as well Did She got the 11 got as, got the as 11. well yeah. okay. did,
1: They're
0: journalists for a reason.
2: They know their stuff. Yeah, 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 she's very good. Very good, Natalie
0: Sawyer. Um, Yes, 11 11 out of 11 there, mate. Um, So that's a perfect start. Um, Actually, what's the the points to get for the top four, Joe?
1: Points to get in the top four, Natalie Sawyer's fourth with 27 points. Okay,
0: cool. Off to a strong start then.
1: How do you get? Oh,
2: because it's coming, right? I understand. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, how did you get? How could you get the more right and be on, 20, be on
0: twenty-seven before? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Brentford bias, thank you. It's yeah, my podcast. I do what I want. Look <laughs> say. Let's talk managers, all right? Um, who do you say is best manager in your times, Point Villa?
2: I think eventually, possibly, we will end up being Unai Emery.
0: There's, there's been three. There's been three
2: or four good ones in my time and then a lot of really bad ones. So Ron Atkinson was good when I first started, but I I didn't see enough of of his team and I don't remember his teams enough. Brian Little was the last manager to to win a trophy and then John Gregory took over from him, who I loved and carried on his his good work. Then we had no good manager for a really long time and he was Martin O'Neill. And then we didn't have another another good manager for a really (laughs) long time after that as well. If If I had to choose one, it would be... It would be Brian Little. I can't I can't really separate Little and Gregory because because I, I loved them both. But the fact that Little was the last manager to to win a trophy for Villa, it probably is him. And he was kind of a little little bit before his time as well, because Villa were playing three at the back and wing backs at that point. Nobody else was, was playing that formation. It was just a really likable side. You know, Dwight York and Savo Milosevic up front, Ian Taylor, Mark Draper, Andy Townsend, and then the back you know, Ekiog, Southgate and McGrath was such a good back three. Buzzy, obviously in goal as well. You know, it was just a, it was just a, just a really good team. So if I was pushed, it would be Brian Neal, purely on the basis that you know he actually won something for the club.
0: Savo Milosevic, that is a blast yeah. in the past. I remember having his his sticker and it, remember the, it was the Panini at the time.
2: Yeah, I love love
0: them, love yeah, them, mate. Yeah, Sav- did he have like a sweet left foot or am I just? Yeah, he was left footed. There you go. See, mate, random
2: play- you. shit sticks in my head, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same. <laughs> who who do you say is like
0: the most like random player you guys have had?
2: We had Eric Jemba Jemba for a bit. He's pretty oh, pretty random. Well, we've had, yeah, we've had we've had a lot of randoms to be fair. Eric Jemba Jemba was is definitely always the one that, that stands out. We had a striker called Bosco Balaban who cost about six million. I think he was to come off the bench about five times and then was never seen again. So a Croatian striker. So we we, we had, him mean, we've had we've had some some randoms. We we really <coughs> have. Remember in the championship, we started to pick up some some random players as as well for, for a bit, as so players that you'd forgotten existed, suddenly rocked up at, at Villa Park to, to play in the championship. I remember I was do, I was at the training ground once doing something for Soccer A and with Jimmy Bullard and Villa I was I was watching the training, it was when Steve Bruce was the manager, and he was the first eleven against against the rest. Jimmy Bullard was amazed by some of the players that were in Villa's re- reserve team. Like at the time, it was like Chris Samba was was, was oh, yeah. playing was playing for Villa. Yeah, Gabby Abonlo hadn't played for years, but was still playing in the reserves, was still at the club. Maker Richards hadn't played for a couple of years, but he was still at the club playing in the reserve. So, you know, we've had we've had a lot of randoms over the years. You
0: must good players come through, didn't it will pass
2: through the park, did not it? Yeah, oh, especially in the last ten years, honestly. Yeah. every yeah. yeah. a, a, a ridiculous amount. I mean, I was thinking coming on with you, because obviously you're a you're a Brentford fan, and this I've always got this thing with Brentford because when we were in the Championship, I remember going to Griffin Park, and we we just signed Scott Hogan. He wasn't playing for either oh, team, but yeah. we just spent like twelve million on him from you. We lost three. We lost three yeah, nil. We like gave like three. We gave like three or four new players the debut that we'd spent all this money on. We, we got pumped three, 0 I think we we're three nil down at, at halftime. Or <laughs> stood in the away end at Griffin Park, having like never been Villa had never been in the Championship in my life, and I just remember standing there thinking. What am I what am I doing? What, what what has happened to my to my football club? And then we've like bought players from you since and you know try tried to try to outdo you. And even though we've bought players from you, we took your manager, you're now better than us in the in the Premier League as well. So <laughs> I, mean, I Just can't get it right against Brentford. Though we did we did we did beat you 4 0 this season, which in some weird way felt massive because we'd never beaten you before. Was that the new manager bounce that you guys had? We had the caretaker manager bounds, that was. And oh, then we gosh. lost we, we lost four 0 the next week, to Newcastle. Yeah,
0: that that feels even more like uh stings. Not even the proper manager, the caretaker manager. We got pumped four 0 Is that
2: the last was that the last time you lost?
0: No. Or have you lost again recently,
2: haven't you? We, but it we, was the last time you lost for a while. Yeah, probably then, yeah. Yeah, the it, would, it would it would have been,
0: yeah. And then Everton, we lost a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, but until then, it was that it was that bizarre game at Villa Park where we'd been useless under Gerrard and suddenly the caretaker manager came in and we we were 3-0 up after about 15 minutes, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh Gosh, the pain. I hate that new manager bounce. Um, speaking of Gerrard, right? Gerrard and Dean Smith. Do you think they should have been given more time?
2: Gerrard, absolutely not. I think he was given too much time. I, honestly, I, I don't like saying this because he was such a good footballer and I loved him as a player. mm I think he might be the worst manager I've ever seen at Villa. Wow. Honestly, because he had a good selection of players to choose from. You know, look at what Unai Emery's done with us. I think we'd be, if the season had started when Emery came in, I think we'd be in the top four. Mm-hmm. So Unai Emery's come in and done wonders with those players. But Gerard, he was just absolutely miles off it. He just He, he was so inflexible with what he was trying to do in terms of formation. Kept wheeling out the same formation every week. But then he changes front three every week. I think we had a different front three under him every game okay. so far. So far this season, he was just he he just was miles off it, and we kept him for too long. If we 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 should have pulled the trigger on him a few weeks before, in in my opinion. And he got a lot of abuse in in his last game, which I which I don't really agree with. Although I have to be honest, I'd had a few points in the away, and so I was probably <laughs> responsible for for a little bit of it as well. <laughs> but he was just, yeah, he was just miles off it. And, I, you know, I wanted him to succeed. I wanted him to be good because he was such a good footballer. But this season at Villa, he, he got very, very little right. Okay. Happy with Emery, though,
1: yeah. Sorry. Oh, love I him,
2: love him. Perfect manager. The perfect manager that Villa can have. They've done well to go from that to pulling mm-hmm. Emery in. And, you know, Dean Smith, who you, who you mentioned, he did kind of feel like Perslow, Christian Perslow, always wanted to get in. A big name manager and Gerard obviously although he'd not done much in his managerial career he he was that name I don't think Dean Smith was treated the best, but Villa fans love Dean Smith because he got them promoted and he was a a villa fan he operates in in the right way with with integrity Dean Smith and he did an awful lot of good for the for the football club so Villa fans absolutely adore Dean Smith he was actually at the Crystal Palace game a few weeks ago and he was he he got a lovely reception from the people that were sitting around around him and he's always so hospitable and got time for the Villa fans as well. I think he still lives in, in the area, so yeah, Dean Smith is a is a legend. Okay.
0: Alright, cool, man. Alright, um let's, let's go to the second second quiz, all right. Um before we do, so this second quiz, it's all about managers. For a bonus three points, all right? Can you tell me how many permanent managers Aston Villa have had in the Premier League era? Right? Permanent. Yes. I mean okay. If you get within three, I'll give yeah. you three points.
2: Can I go through them as I do, or do I have to just guess a number?
0: I mean, how, how much time do you have, Joe?
2: <laughs> I, reckon I, can, I reckon I can do it pretty quickly. I reckon okay, I can for, do it quite quickly. Go, right, go for it, man. I'll try. Okay, so Ron Atkinson, mm. Brian Little, mm. John Gregory, mm-hmm. Graham Taylor, David O'Leary, Martin O'Neill, uh, Gerard Hulier, Alex McLeish, Paul Lambert, Tim Sherwood, Remy Gard, uh, just Premier League is this? Yeah, uh, and then we obviously went, got relegated under under Remy Gard, and then we came back with Dean Smith, Steven Gerrard, and now Erna Emra.
0: Bloody hell,
2: mate! are you Rayman or something? <laughs> I, pry, I pry, to be honest, I pride myself on on quizzes and stuff. I'm the most geeky person when it comes to Villa that there's probably ever existed.
0: <clears throat> um, wait a minute, hold on.
2: <laughs> I thought you'd know that. you not know the answer?
0: I thought... No, I, yes, I do, but I, I oh. didn't know you, you'd know every single person.
2: Oh, okay. I wasn't
0: keeping count of how many you um, knew.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't count, even though I was doing that with my fingers. I didn't. It, I wasn't actually counting. No,
0: it's actually six, 16. 16, Was that sixteen? Yeah, like you got it. <laughs> three points. But, but, yeah. I don't man. think I, I don't think I missed anyone. I'm going to do three, three points there, mate. That's 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 impressive. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. I thought you were just going to guess a random number, but like, no, no, it's like, no. I know my facts. Here, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go through. I have to go through it to know.
0: Um, Yes, 16 permanent uh, managers in the the Premier League era for Aston Villa. (laughs) Probably
2: about five of them have been any good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which brings on to the higher or lower game. Tends to
2: get over. Managed games, sorry, or won
0: games. Managed. Managed games. Yeah. Okay, Okay. so Uno Emery, he's on 10 games. That's our starting point. Uh, First up, Paul Lambert. More or less than 10 games? More. Yep. one hundred and fifteen.
2: Uh, yeah, not great times. Uh, <laughs>
0: Roberto Di Matteo, more or less than 115. Less. Yep. 12. <laughs> um, Alex McLeish, more, more or less than 12. Yep. More, more. He did he did a season. 42. Okay. Um, 42. Okay. Next, Steve Bruce, more or less than 42. He would have been more. Yeah, 102. Yeah. Uh your favourite, Stephen Gerrard. More uh, or less, less than less, yeah. less. Forty. Forty. Tim Sherwood. <clears throat> more or less than forty. Less. 30, yeah, Twenty-eight. Okay. Martin O'Neill. More. Yeah. One hundred and ninety. Gerard Houllier. more or less. Less. Thirty-six. Okay, two more for the perfect score. Remy Gard, more or less than thirty-six. Less. 23. And for 10 out of 10, Graham Taylor, more or less than 23? More. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> there we Mate, go. Fair play. Well done, man. Mate, you got perfect scores so far. Oh, shit. That was stuff. Impressive. Yeah. Any, has, anyone
1: so done, the, has anyone else done, that's done that? Is that's unreal. No, no done that. but including the uh, bonus. That's boy. a good start. <laughs> you're basically, you're, you're three points off the top four. So you just need to, you need to know oh. some very famous footballers looking at the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know, let's
0: let's do it because I want I want to see.
2: I don't I don't like that it's,
1: clock. It's, it's horrible. Is it? The
2: clock very intimidating. Yeah, big red <laughs> clock, Big red <laughs> countdown.
1: If you get ten, you'll go top of the league. Yeah. No pressure. No. This is big. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yes. Then
0: your time starts now. PSG and Brazil attacker. Fled. Neymar Yes um, Leeds right back Luke Island Yes Okay Man City Holding the fielder Rodra Yes Chelsea Chelsea right back England uh, Race James Yes um, PSG An Italian goalkeeper Really long name Donnarumma There we go uh, Oh your guy He's played for Aston Villa um, Not money But it's Not money No, oh, no, an- no. Another word for money uh, cash. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, went to Spurs. Um, he used to play for Bournemouth, then he went to Villarreal, then he came to Spurs uh, on loan for the season. Uh, Dan Germa. Yes. Um, he's linked with the Spurs job at the moment. Oh, that
2: could be anyone. Uh, uh, Otriceno a... nagosman no, no, an an Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, Liverpool goalkeeper. Uh, Alisson. Okay. Manchester United and French centre-back. Varane. Um, okay, this guy plays for Nottingham Forest, he's played for Wolves. Um, the drink is Captain Gibdwald. There we no. go. Well, yeah, that's yeah, right. Gibson, okay, yeah. um, right midfielder who's going to go to Arsenal next year. We all know it. Uh,
2: obviously, I'm all summer talking, all oh, January talking about McCoy uh, Sider. There we Sider. go.
0: Um, the dumbest guy in football because he cheated on Shakira. Uh... Pika. Yes, um, Newcastle guy who Jack Grealish made find off, but now he's really good, so he can't. There we go. Um, Man City centre back. Used to play for Everton. John Stones. There we go. Time. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the one I, str- I struggled with the most was Alison Bizarre. <laughs>
1: um, I won't keep a score because you got so many. Uh, Joe. <laughs> well, I tell you, you. You got fifteen there. You've ended up with a total of thirty-nine. How long was that list? It was a long list. Yeah, I'm, I've got players for days, mate. Thank you. Google. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> what's the total score? Thirty-nine. Michael Oduwaali in the dust on thirty-four. Oh, oh sh- I, see you later. I thought he was winning the whole thing. Yeah, mate, you have uh,
0: laid down the marker, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice yeah. to
2: see Villa win something, or or maybe have a chance of of, of winning something. <laughs>
0: I mean, just to clarify, I mean, you don't get a trophy. You get like a high five virtually on Zoom. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Fine. Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. we see an emoji with a trophy. Oh,
2: uh, look, <laughs> as a Villa fan, I will take any any form of, of trophy, whether it not be real or whether, whether it be
0: real. 39 is a very impressive score um, for our future guests um, who are listening. Yeah, you know what you've got to do, man. The marker has been laid down. Uh, Dan, very impressive, bruv.
2: I just love football. It's sad. I can't remember anything else. You asked me what I did last night, I can't remember. But anything about football, I can, oh, I can remember. I don't know why. It's a bizarre skill.
1: <laughs> it's a very admirable skill for this podcast, <laughs> mate. I mean, it's good for podcasting. Yeah, mate. It's, it's not It's not bad for the day job either, Dan.
2: No, no, it's pretty you good. It does, I mean? it, does, it does help me at times. Yeah, it has, it has been relatively useful to be a, to be a football geek. <laughs>
1: um, I, you know,
0: I'd love to have you back because you know, I've got more questions about, like, you know, obviously your work and the work on Sky and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Um would you up for coming back sometime? Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: I, I I really enjoyed it. Last time I saw you, I I messaged you after uh after a gig because I ended up coming to one of your gigs. I was on a stagger. Okay. And I, I, I messaged you to say that you were good and you were good. But I didn't really enjoy being at a, a comedy club on a stagger. I that, found who, that a, I found that a bizarre thing to have to do. You're just getting going. And then suddenly you're sat in silence in a comedy club. I I found that really weird. I didn't appreciate that.
0: Like, whenever I see stag dudes at at a gig, I'm like, why are you here? You can't talk, okay? You can't make noise. You just sit there and just drink in silence. And No, just go to a bar. You can be loud and socialise. Anyway, I thought you were
2: all really good, but I didn't want to be
0: there at all. (laughs) Thank you, I think? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're really funny, boss. that's not want to watch you, mate. Yeah, um, did not want to be there. <laughs> Dan, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Uh, if people want to find, no
2: you, Where can they do so? Uh, f- mainly, you just look for my look, look for my Twitter. I mean, still there at the moment. We're obviously all a bit a bit uh, not sure what's going on with Twitter at the moment, but Dan Bardell is where I spout okay. most of my football nonsense and
0: geekery nice man cool well give him a follow man um and yeah see if if you've been playing at home like be honest did you get as many as that because i I highly doubt it's 39 points man mate you have set the bar um mate thank you for coming on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure um guys thank you for listening hope you enjoyed it keep supporting keep listening to the podcast tell people to tell people to tell people until next time take care see you around